Welcome to Being Olivia, the podcast that promotes holistic wellness for women of color. Follow along as we explore our identities, take in the world around us, and create our own wellness journey. This podcast is powered by J. Olive LLC. Please be advised the content of this series should not substitute seeking professional care, advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We welcome your host, Jasmine Brooks. people gonna get their whole life today because we are talking about self-preservation versus self-care i have questions i got answers i got reflection tips i got a lot going on with this because i have had so many conversations with people particularly women of color around this topic so super excited to get into it um but again I just want to start off with why are we labeling it? Just do it, right? Just go out and take care of yourself, period, period, right? (laughs) The end, sentence, that's it. Go out, be great, right? But we can't because that's what we do. We got to take care of everybody else and everything else but ourselves. And we got to be out here for the people because ain't nobody else doing it. Like, you know. Women of color have always historically just been the caretakers. So frustrating for me. But um, yes, I'm excited to have you all back. Uh, We're going to have a really good conversation with myself. You listening to me. (laughs) Um, I wish I could engage with you all. So please, please, please uh, check us out on social media. Engage with me um, at J Olive Wellness um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, but let's get into uh, headaches of the day, kind of just what's going on. But yeah, super excited. So I call this headache um, my side hustle. Uh, I love my side hustle. I have a hate and love relationship with my side hustles uh, with an S (laughs) because they are ever changing and growing. And I also feel that um, they just help me have another space to just be. Uh, Try new things, challenge me because I just recognize that my day-to-day work, it was just becoming taxing and, you know, consistent and I just needed that extra energy, the entertainment that I wasn't getting. And so my side hustle is this, it's, you know, building my business around holistic wellness and community uh, for women of building community for women of color. Um, And really just kind of thinking what that means. And so um, trying to balance this, thinking about this, as well as uh, thinking about being a doula. And people are like, well, you know, what does this have to do with anything? Like, why did you choose to be a doula? I, I really believe in this idea of holistic wellness and stuff. I'm truly trying to invest in it. My purpose is to think about the beginning stages all the way up until the end. And if I could help women who are building relationships 
and families think about how they are processing their individuality and their role in, in comparison to relationship with others. Like, I think that's super valuable because then it extends beyond, you know, um, you know, just one person. Think about that multi, that multi-layer connection. Um, just with their children, their friends, their families, all of those pieces. And so I love the idea of how Doula walks and and um, really thinks about the importance of, you know, the woman's needs throughout the process of, you know, conception to birth and then thinking postpartum. Uh, and I also just believe that this, you know, system of healthcare is really not trying to help us think about our bodies um, in, in any capacity. So how are we also um, looking at building relationships and education and understanding with our, you know, healthcare providers? And being a doula is a part of that. Granted, I'm starting off with, you know, training for birth. My other piece is also thinking about nutrition, also add postpartum. I also want to think about how we're supporting blended families, how we're supporting uh, folks who are trying to adopt single family homes. Like I want to provide multiple layers of support when it comes to being a doula. And, and what's nice is, is that I'm getting my training through the National Black Doulas Association, which allows me to think about the perspective as a woman of color in this field and how we are cultivating it from the historical lens. And so Again, a doula is really about making sure that person gets the needs um, that they have and is being heard and supported and validated through their experience. And again, if I'm really, you know, dedicated to the women of color and their, you know, their their holistic wellness, that is a part of it. And so what that means is, you know, right now I'm not getting paid through it because I'm I'm building up the foundation for it. And so trying to find funding, you know, saving money, you know, taking pieces from here and there, finding time to do it. Uh, I'm having to build multiple layers of relationships, even with other doulas. And in Iowa, there's very few black doulas or women of color doulas in the first place. <laughs> so um, because of my lens, right, I have to be mindful about who I expose some of these things to, who I talk to about it. And so um, part of my certification is finding a mentor. And it's been very challenging because, A, people are already overextended, which is, you know, the the story of our lives. Uh, but I also have to think about I want to support these types, marginalized communities in general, underrepresented communities. Uh, and a lot of folks in Iowa don't have that experience um, in really thinking about the identities of these folks and, and what they're needing. And so um, I have to be mindful about teaching people. Um, and that is a lot of labor to educate someone on something that they should already know. Right. If I'm trying to help someone and I don't necessarily know who they are and I'm understanding that that is an important piece of the help that I'm providing to them. Why am I not doing reading and educating myself and really processing some of those things? But again, they don't think that way. They don't process things that way. And they could be anybody. I'm not even going to sit here and say just white people because I've met a lot of people of color here who don't process it that way either. And so um, I say be mindful of your energy. Um, 
and I say it's a headache because it's it gets frustrating at times because you're trying to build and that takes a lot out of you. And so I tell people when you're finding a side hustle, when you have a side hustle, try to have fun with it, even when you're building. Um, I'm building my website, which takes a lot of time. And so um, in the meantime, I'm just having conversations, reading things, you know, um, talking with my partner about what we want to do, how we're going to collaborate Think about ways in which I can, you know, infuse some of this in my day to day work um, and just having fun with it because it can get very taxing and frustrating. So this podcast is part um, of reason why I'm restarting is because I want to be able to get some of this stuff out. Um, and uh, I think if you're building a business, especially as a millennial, um, I think that's just in our nature that we aren't necessarily career oriented. We want to. Um, continue to explore and learn and engage and so really just thinking about like what that looks like and so I um, listen to a podcast um, and I'll post it on social media the podcast I'm listening to and they were talking about the seasons of building uh, flow and ease into your into your hustle into your business and so she had mentioned there's a thought of like when to work and when to harvest so how much time are you putting in throughout the year and when are you reaping the benefits? And I was like, wow, I am not thinking about that. I am not processing the difference between the two because I feel when you build, you're just building, you're building and it's taking time. And that's how we're just externally like processing how to do some of those things. And I'm like, wait, I am no way putting in any time for me to be excited and, and having to do work and like giving getting some of those things back to me like I really enjoy time talking with people and engaging with people and I'm not necessarily my work coming to fruition granted you know my my website is almost done and so like what does that mean um but now I have to think about how to get people to it and stuff like that so at some point there needs to be some level of how am I thinking about my work versus my harvest and I was like wow that's really deep so I'll make sure um, to give this person due credit um, and give you all the contact contact for that particular podcast but it was really great I think it was um, more around women of color uh, black women in business and also um, she talked about the difference between sprint and pace um, and how you know sometimes we're just always in the sprint mode um, and we're just one again thinking about getting stuff done and you know it's taxing and time consuming it's exhausting and so um, how are you strategizing what you're doing throughout the year again to build in that harvest so um, if you are having that type of headache hopefully that gave you some context or you know spoke to you in a little bit about how you can change some things up as you're building on um, anything new in your life, even if it's not a side business. But um, again, that energy is super duper important. But let's get into the topic of self-preservation, self-care. Um, this really sits on my heart very heavily because I have always thought of self-care as this thing I had to go do on a, you know, Every Tuesday, go and work out. Fridays, go get a shake. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, that's just not, that's not working for me. And I believe I said in the Be Brave of like how we're thinking to ask me this like 
regimented thing, but I've learned that it's it's something a little more than that. So let's get into it and hopefully I can give you something something to think about. Okay, so here's the deal. Give you some definitions because I think um, it can give us just a baseline for where some of these things come from. So this idea of self-care is about tending to your mind, your body, and your spirit. It's this, I, this method of taking action um, and supporting some of those pieces, either individually or, again, um, holistically. I think what I have noticed with people, and again, this is what I have noticed and picked up on, uh, when people talk to me about their self-care is that it has to be this regimented thing. And a lot of times when people say self-care, they attach physical activity. I'm like, I, I don't do physical activity. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, and so then I tried the idea of like, okay, when I feel something, I stop what I'm doing and I go do something else to feed me in some way. Feeding, again, met metaphorically, my mind, if that's reading, feeding physically, if that's eating something that I need, a comfort food or, you know, feeding in any other way possible. Um, and so I liked the idea of it, right, this bigger scheme of self-care. But then I said to myself, a lot of what you're asking me to do or offering me to do costs money. Um, and how much is that self-care? Then I'm starting to stress about my financial, my financial needs. Like I'm really having this bigger question of how does that make sense? If you're telling me I can get my hair done, well, maybe I don't have access to a good hairdresser and maybe my self-care revolves me, revolves around me looking good. So how can I make that happen? So then I'm like, okay, let me go get my nails done regularly. That will be my regimented thing every three you know, to four weeks, and we'll go from there. And that's expensive in itself. Um, I think the other piece, too, is I am not in a space to where they do nails properly. Like, I kid you not, that's a whole other headache that just makes me mad. Is that how you don't know how to shape nails? I don't understand. But that's off topic. <laughs> Again, it's this idea of doing something and taking action and I feel like it's the absence of what the environment is causing me to have the need for self-care for in the first place so I'm supposed to be okay so again this is my conversation with people I'm supposed to be okay with what is happening and my coping mechanism and response is self-care so I met people who are like, I take every Friday off. Or I met people who say, um, I don't be on a ton of committees, and those types of things. Um, and you probably hear my dog in the background. But um, <laughs> again, I got a dog for self-care reasons. And he's his own, you know, layer of need and, and extraness that has been um, a blessing and a headache at the same time. But, um, you know, people say, okay, let's, you know, go for a walk um, during my lunchtime. Well, I need to eat. <laughs> like that's not a that's not a thing, right? For me to use my hour, the only hour that I get of a br a physical break during the day is I need to go for a walk. And what if it's cold outside? I'm not about to walk 
in the middle of winter, like shit ain't falling from the sky. Like, or if it's raining, like I'm just not, I don't find comfort in that. Um, I have no windows in my office, by the way. So trying to sit by a window like an R&B video is just not an option either. So I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Um, and so I was exploring this idea of self-preservation. And when I say it to people, it sounds like I told them their hairline is like falling back. They were like, yo, that is, that is not good with me. I can't think about, you, you, you sound selfish. I'm like, whoa, whoa, Sel selfish? trying to preserve my energy and my sanity and my sense of self is selfish. Like I don't, I'm like, cool. Then I am selfish. Um, <laughs> I was like, I am like, I have to be, this doesn't make sense. So when I think about self-preservation, it says the protection of self care, right? So the protection of the basic instinct and process of something. So if I am trying to protect my energy, that is a part of my self-care. And what I loved about the article with um, Lizzo, I just Google um, Lizzo self-care, self-preservation. It's an art form, right? It's this idea of like, how am I looking at loving myself throughout um, and not just saying, oh, I'm only going to think about the coping, the response, the reaction of something like, no, preservation is saying I'm not going to spend time with you because you're very negative and you're not pouring into me in the way that I need. Right. And I can't even pour into you because of where you're sitting and having a conversation. That's preservation, um, because all you're doing is if you're not saying it, if you're not exposing it. You're, you're just going to sit in frustration and you have to carry it with you. Like we have to carry everything else. So part of my preservation, right, is thinking about my schedule, my time. Where am I putting my energy? Just in the eight hours a day, right? Just take the first eight, the eight hours that I'm working. Um, and so then I, I make sure that with my job, I have to manage a, a you know, 50 people and I have to educate 45,000 people and I have to build curriculum and build relationships with campus and community partners and I have to research and I have to um, create because my program is new. And so having to do all of that in eight hours for five days a week, I have no time to do most of that sometimes and that can be daunting for me and so what I do is um, we build a strategic plan so I can think about a three-year scope of like all the things that need to get done to make my program successful and then I break that down into quarters so as an educator I can think about my my year and semesters so if you you know went to school you I'm still in that mind frame of like I'm in a semester so fall and spring Summer isn't really a thing. The students aren't there, but fall, spring, like, what am I doing? Um, and then I break that down into months. So between September and October, what am I focusing on? And being okay with putting stuff in the back burner. Sometimes we're like, oh, it won't get done. It's part of it. Like, I have to get it done. It's just accept it. It is not possible. You need to sleep. You need to eat. You need to have relationships and fun. Like, you need to do, you need to exist 
just beyond your work. And I know that that is hard. I am validating. Maybe you have children, you have responsibilities, you have to take care of someone. You have maybe, you know, medical needs for yourself. And so you're having to build in time to go to the doctor. Like, I get it. I get it. But if all you're doing is putting your energy into just those things, guess what? Your children are going to grow up and you're going to have nothing, right? And most of what you're going to have is what they have. And, you know, even as a young adult, I'm not trying to share what I have with my parents, right? I need my parents to have their own stuff. I need them to live, live out the rest of their life. Let me figure out my own, right? Because, um, again, if we're solely investing, we're, we're limiting our abilities to keep living in the first place. In the second place, we're teaching them how to just be so consumed with a thing, right? With having a role and being in that role and that's it and that's all in the end and you have nothing else, right? You're teaching people who are watching you these same concepts. And how, how healthy is that? I talked to my student about um, his role and responsibility of being a big brother to his sister. And his, you know, there's a big age gap. She's, I think, in middle school and he's graduated from college. And so our conversation was about um, as much as you have to be there for her, right? I think there's this piece of they, she has to learn as a black woman, um, but what you do is you build resilience, you build that bank up. And so if you are doing what you need to do to maybe create financial stability for your family, then you need to go do what you need to do to do that. And if you're worrying about her, by the time she gets to a certain age, you can't provide. So say, for example, she wants to open up a business. Say, for example, she wants to go to college. Your ability to help her pay for that isn't there because you've been consumed with having to be present. And maybe that is something that you have to like process of like how often are you present versus how often are you, you know, being with someone. But that part of that preservation is what is what is your long term goal here? Your long term goal is to change the family dynamics to have more success. And so some things have to be put to the side. And if you communicate and you're honest and you're consistent and saying, hey, I cannot. But maybe Tuesday. Hey, I can't do this. I'm sorry to flake on you. Could we change to Friday? Right. And I've been doing that and I've learned to stop feeling guilty um, because that's all I've been doing is feeling guilty about flaking and, and seeming like a flake and I'm not there or not present. But what is more harmful is that if I'm in these spaces with people and I'm not well, then we have to stop what we're doing. And we have to deal with me not being well. And half the time, I don't want people in my non-well self. Like, I don't want them involved in it. I don't want to have to explain what I'm going through. I need to go and do for me what is necessary to help me, right? Like, that's super important. And again, it's hard and I get it. I was there. I still am there. Um, but I say to myself, I'm going to leave work early. I have an ability to, right? And I recognize that privilege of me saying it. And so when I think of self-care, 
it is very cap it's a very capitalist perspective in my mind because I can't really practice self-care if I don't have you know vacation days if my job is strenuous if I have to you know pay rent because you know I have to work a certain amount of hours a day so that self-preservation is important so if I choose not to be involved in the drama at work and that's in response if then the response is I feel isolated then hell you be isolated Shit, take yourself to the movies by yourself. That's fine. That's okay. Because again, that's that's tax. That's tax. That's money. That's money. You giving mental energy to stuff is money. If we could think about it in that way, I think we would stop doing half the things we're doing. Like, I really think that. Um, and so preserving is 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 selfish, but I think we need it. I think we need it. Are you going to go out and just completely ignore people and not do stuff? Like, no, no. But I think at the same time, you have to think about yourself because you cannot pour into somebody if you have nothing to pour. Like, you can't pour air. I mean, you probably could, but (laughs) in my mind, you can't pour air, right? You have to have some type of substance um, to help fill you. So that if that is something you're wanting to do is pour into someone else, then you have that ability to. And so I ask you this question of how are you envisioning self-care? How is it, um, how has it been taught to you? How have you internalized it? Like what it, what is your feelings around it? Do you get really anxious when you think about self-care when it's brought up? If you, you know, had a negative association to it, like you have to think about all these questions around self-care and what is it what does it actually mean and could you could you in, in addition to your ride around self-care is think about preservation right of the 30 minutes that it takes you just to take yourself for a ride somewhere and and not just in response to that moment but to build it in like what would it mean for us to have control of our time and our energy like, what would it mean for me not to just think about the response of it, right? Of I feel drained by Friday, so all of Saturday I'm going to sleep in. Like, do I have time for that? No, I don't have time to sleep in on Saturday. I got stuff to do, things personally to do. I have to take the car for a wash. I got to, you know, get the dog together. I got to take my husband this place. Like, I got to do a lot on a Saturday because I, don't, I can't do it during the week. So again, it's the question of what does it mean to build in that time and and say to yourself that it is okay. It is okay to say no. Somebody else will do it. And you also probably as a woman of color say to yourself, well, they won't do it like me. It won't get done successfully without me. Believe me, if you drop right now, if you drop right now, and you just fall out and you're just in a hospital and you aren't able to do none of the things that you're doing right now, do you know that you will be replaced? Somebody else will come along in your place and they will do your job. And so if you think about it in that way of like, no, then I'm not about to sit here and give my, my job all this energy. I'm not about to sit here and give this all my energy because it's, it's, it's as if I am saying to myself that I am not as important. And can you literally say that and be okay with yourself and saying that I'm not as important as this? And if, if, 
if you can say, yeah, I, 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 I'm not like, this is more important than me. Cool. Then whatever it is, can you say to that thing that am I teaching you what I need to teach you? So if I'm always signing up for something, volunteering for something, always giving of myself, running around somewhere, that's teaching that thing that I'm always available. And again, you'll get sick, you get tired, you get burnt out. Burnt, burnt out is a mental health issue now. Like it is. It's not just this imaginary response and like by Sunday I got fuel and I can go over again. Like no, it's a consistent feeling of not being able to do and get things done because you're tired and you're drained and you have nothing to give. And so do you want to keep living that way and it's the idea of working smarter not harder and for some of us like the financial piece is huge right because if i am saying to you that you have to stop doing half the things you're doing that that money will stop coming in for you so are there other things that you can do to make that happen i tell people there are a lot of jobs out here that will pay for you to go back to school right a lot of there are a lot of opportunities out here that will pay for you to get certified. You having to advocate for yourself at your work is super important. And if you're noticing that that is not possible for you and you're feeling like that is not an ability for you to be able to, you know, get your coins back in some way of around the self-preservation, you really need to think about our exit strategy. Because again, you are taking you're taking years off of your life. And if all you're doing is working, and by the time you're 60, 70 years old and you have to keep working, then you aren't doing what you need to do right now as a young person to make sure that is not your future. My goal is to figure out how to not have to work at 50. It's not that I don't want to work, it's that I don't have to. That I can make an active choice because of my financial decisions now to say I don't have to work at 50 and that I can go and do what I want to do. If I want to go and be a bartender, damn it, I'm going to be a 55-year-old bartender because I want to, not because I have to. And so these are the questions we have to ask ourselves is what are we teaching the thing or the person or the people that that around self-care and self-preservation, how are we saying all these other things are more important than me? How's that being communicated either actively or passively? So I want you all to consider what changes do I need to make? And again, the label doesn't matter whether it's one or the other or both or they're intertwined or how that works. The idea is that doesn't matter. The bigger thing is what am I doing with my time, my mental, my physical, emotional energy? How am I feeding my mind, my body and my spirit? Right. And understand those things are entwined together. They're not separate. You can't feed one without having to impact the others. And so I want you to continue to think about how is that looking, not just in the immediate, but in the long term. Was a long term goal around some of these pieces. So hopefully that gave you some things to think about. And um, I just encourage you to continue to reflect 
on how you're acting around some of these pieces and how they're impacting and influencing you because at the end of the day if we're not consistently you know reflecting as we're making changes we're not doing ourselves a decent service you should be serving yourself right that self-service is super important and this is around for me this idea of radical black healing me saying I'm self-preserving like I want to spend less time in drama so I'm taking some of that that money that I'm building up around the energy I put in that and sticking it somewhere else so when I'm not in this I actually have the energy to do something else that's important and more valuable and in, in, in speaking to my needs so hope that gave you again something to to reflect on um, but Let's get into closing out. So hopefully that gave you um, some overarching things to think about. Um, I'm just really excited for this summer and the conversations that we are able to have. Um, I'm also just excited for um, our next episode, um, talking about the complexities around living a villainous complex. Uh, and some of you are probably like, what is she gonna be talking about? But um, I think the piece of it is that I'm really trying to unpack my anger. Um, when thinking about healing, right, that radical black healing, I have a lot of anger to unpack and, and um, finding places and where to put it, um, being okay with it, um, understanding it, recognizing I'm expressing it, like all those things. And so um, hopefully that uh, that conversation will give you some things to think about. But please like us on social media, J Olive Wellness on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Engage with me um, as we post. And um, I just look forward to hearing from you all, but take care. Thank you for listening to Being Olivia. Subscribe via SoundCloud and check us out on Instagram at being underscore Olivia. As always, be true to yourself and live your best life.